I know you. You think it's weird, but it's not. You're all looking at it all upside down. It actually means I really love you. You used to have a dog called Monty. You only drink Chardonnay. Your sister's pet name is Cece. You have a thing for David Blaine. can do this, really I'm good enough I'm as good as them, but don't take it from me Ask my friends, ask my sister They all think my stuff is great And welcome back to another episode of Lost in the Folds A mini-series on the music arc, which is an arc of e-production Being recorded here at Sports Channel 8 Studios in Durham, North Carolina I am Sunshine Mayfield, one host of this wonderful pairing My co-host... The one, the only, the imaginatively dreamy Max Gongoware. Imagine it like you're, you, like you can imagine that I'm dreamy, but I'm actually not. And I think I'm saying it in a way of like, if people like people see you and you're in their dreams a lot, so like they imagine you and they're just like, oh man, how dreamy is he? Oh, I'm just I'm thinking about Max Gongoware right now. Well, that's not how I took it. I imagine I thought you meant that like maybe people would imagine that you're dreaming, but just wait till they meet you and they're gonna they're gonna be disappointed. That's oh I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. You want me to redo that for you? No. The one, the only, the gorgeous Max Gongaware. Gorgeous both in your imagination and in real life. That's right, absolutely. God, just what a what a stunning you're like the the statue of David. That's me. Just beautiful. All right, so we are David's here. David's a good an, Jewish name. Is it? What sure. are some, can you give me the top five Jewish, like great Jewish names? Schwartzman, Schwartz, Weiss, Weissman, and uh, Cohn. <laughs> Cohn's a Jewish name? K-O-H-N. Oh, okay, now it is. Yeah, yeah. great. Got it. Absolutely. Or C-O-H-N. Huh. Either way. Huh. They're both Jewish. Cohen. The K is for Jude, for kosher. You do the Cohen's. Yeah. Speaking of watching a lot of uh, the OC recently because it's on Hulu. Are there, are there some Cohens in that? Yeah, that's the main family. Is the Cohens? Are they Jewish? Yeah, they actually they sell they celebrate as Christ- Jewish as you can be in the Orange County. Yeah, right. They celebrate Christmaca. There's a whole Christmaca episode. There's got to be. Yeah, so. it was the '90s. Did you ever watch that? No, it's it wasn't the '90s, it, was it? No, uh, early to mid 2000s. Um, it is surprisingly terribly good. Is it like Greek? Yeah, very much so. And uh, I would say that Greek is not as corny or as like out there, but Greek is good. Greek is good. But so is the OC, but the OC is kind of like a uh, it's a, like a soap opera that would just happen to be on about like teens and stuff. It was like a soap opera teens could relate to, I guess, because everyone had a rich Everybody fancy house with parties and fights going on. Um dude, that's, Greek, that's the teenage that I remember. Dude, Greek it was so good. I agree. The OC was so good. God, gotta go watch back all those shows. You can't watch Greek anymore. Like it's I not. I mean, you can, but you just have, you have to like buy the DVDs or Amazon Prime, it, I guess, because that sounds terrible. It's What's not that? on Netflix, but yeah, that was an underrated show for sure. It was good. I but, liked it. But we are here talking about. Uh, we are episode eight. Shout episode out Rusty eight Cartwright of Lost in the Folds. Yeah, Rusty from Greek. Rusty Cartwright. Yep. His sister's name was. Michelle. Uh, and her roommate was... Uh, Mary-Kate. No, I think you're wrong. But she was played by Ashley Stevens-West, who's been on a couple shows. Sure. And she's um, she's wonderful. I, sure. 
We'll talk. We'll talk more about people we enjoy. This later. isn't the TV arc. This is not the TV arc. What it's, are we even doing? You're so silly, Max Gongor. Uh We are here talking about the eighth album. I guess what's well, the eighth episode? It's not. It's his fifth album. I guess or that's not again. Whatever. How could we have done eight episodes on five albums? I think it's the eighth album. It's, well, no, because we did like the EP, the Sunny Super LP, which is like a yeah, bunch that's of EPs, an album. but um, it's you know. Well, anyways, so we are going to talk today about. Lonely Avenue. There it is. Which is a a collab. Collab. It's a collaboration. Yes. With famed writer. Writer. Nick Hornby. Nick Hornby. Yeah. Is this a weird, are you going to do this the whole time? You're just no, going to repeat think so. things just, that, when I'm trying to be dramatic and just. I'm just filling up the space that you're leaving, you know? The dead air. Oh, man, that's kind of actually perfect. That's We just compliment each other that way. Yeah. Compliment so, with an E. Yep. So we're just we're just such good friends. We just fill each other up. Yeah, fill it up with love. Fill it up with love. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about Lonely Avenue today, um, which we're excited about. But before we get into any of that, um, we're in Durham, North Carolina. The weather's great. At the time of recording, we got basketball going on. Sure, March Mad- Madness. We can't say that. You know, the NCAA will sue us so fast. March. Yeah, it's March. It's March basketball. Yeah. It's a it's a major tournament played in March. Yeah, um, and Duke is still in it. At where this are you point. going? Where are you going with this? Oh, I'm just talking. I'm just trying to. You're talking about like current events that, what, in a podcast that's that will be air eight weeks from now. That's not a good idea. <laughs> talk to me about. Let's talk current events in May. What's coming up in May? Uh, the NC Komen Triangle to the Coast Race for the Cure is on May fifth. Ooh. If it if you're listening to this and it's not May fifth yet, go ahead and get registered. If it's after, sign up for the next if year. If it's after, you can still donate to a great cause. That's absolutely true. Um, but let's let's go ahead. We had a very long. Episode I imagine last that the time. Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place right now. You think? Oh yeah. And then baseball. Definitely. You feel good about that? They're the best team in Pittsburgh. You want to put that on? <laughs> want to put that on the board? Yeah. You feel good about them being in first place in their division? They're the best baseball team in Pittsburgh. Is that that might may or may not be true? Right? I bet if you were to get the five best basketball players on the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team, they would be better than the University of Pittsburgh's basketball team. That's There's, actually probably true. They just fired their head coach, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. After two years and that's like not, twenty people transferring out, it's not a great run. Well, it was a bad hire to begin with. All right. Well, we'll talk about that on the sports arc. His son. Kevin Stallings was the coach who was just fired from the University of Pittsburgh. His son plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates or is in their organization. He'll probably start the year in AAA. Jacob Stallings played at UNC at Chapel Hill. Um, Go Heels. Yep. Jacob Stallings was – and now you know, he is uh, part of the Pittsburgh organization. So there's some fun facts. And As a team that's in Durham, we'll be going and seeing a lot of Durham Bulls games probably. I will be. Maybe watch the movie Bull Durham. We'll see. Which was actually ESPN did a bracket on Again, sports movies. Right. This, we're talking about March Madness now. No, you can't say that. You can't say that. Word. I mean March craziness. Yeah, but but no, we're talking now. We're talking about ESPN tried to do a best sports movie yeah, bracket. And Bull Durham didn't make it. Yeah, but neither did a uh, Little Big League, which is probably the bigger uh, faux pas. I think We Are Marshall just beat. A no, league of their own. That's crazy. Which is stupid. People don't like baseball. That's, uh, a, that's a thing. We Are Marshall is not a good movie. Right, but people will still take it over any baseball movie. That's such... Especially a baseball movie starring women. Ugh. 
That's I, terrible. That, that was me playing a character. That was not my actual opinion. That's a great movie. We Are Marshall is almost exclusively male uh, characters. And that is not a great which movie. Which makes it a better movie, obviously. That's t- uh, that is not Matthew McConaughey in his heyday. Nobody likes. That's not a Matthew McConaughey day. Nobody likes Gina Davis. Love Gina Davis. I do too. She's wonderful. Again, I was playing a character. Uh, anyways, all right. So we'll start talking music. Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna. None. Yeah, Madonna's in that movie, so you know music. We're talking music now. There we go. Yeah, it all comes full, back around. Full circle. Full rounding of the bases. That's right. I was trying to think of a nice little way to to bring that baseball analogy in um so what have you been listening to let's go to our let's go to our music corner sure let's go to our little nook let's get cozy yep let's pull up the blankets what have you been listening to well mostly just ben folds <laughs> as usual well a lot of ben folds but i'll uh, i'll give a quick shout out to a band that recently released a new single which maybe by the time this episode actually comes out they will have released their whole new album uh, but how about some Lake Street Dive? Ooh, tell me about them. I don't know that much about them, but they're they're good. Their lead singer seems to be very talented. I know people who have seen them live and enjoy them. Yes. Well, let's listen to a little. I bit. like. I mean, I like what I've heard. Oh. If you're gonna tell them everything, tell them I'm a good kisser. Tell them all the things you told me in your desperate whisper. If you're gonna tell them everything, don't leave out the good part. Tell them the way that you broke my heart when you told me that you missed her. Tell them I'm a good Dude, Max, I gotta tell you, the last two things that you've brought to the table for the music corner are two things that two bands I've never really heard before. Wow. And I'm I'm impressed. They're good. That, that was really nice. I'm excited to go listen to the rest of that. Oh, well, yeah, I would recommend you listen to Lake Street Dive. She's a very talented vocalist, and they're just they're just fun. Yeah, they do a good cover of "I Want You Back" by uh, Jackson Five. Ooh, I think you have to look on YouTube for it. Mm. I don't think it's on Spotify. Though you can it rip be. it through a converter. I didn't say that. I'm not condoning any form of YouTube to MP3.com. Yeah, <laughs> sponsor us. Did you used to go through, uh, you remember like before Spotify and all that stuff, I would constantly have to rip things from YouTube and then I'd have to spend a very large amount of time like inputting it in my iTunes and making sure it was like properly organized with like all the album artwork and all that stuff. No, I actually used to purchase songs and albums on iTunes. Don't know. Never did that. I, the only reason I've ever used like a YouTube converter is if I'm like editing a music video or editing a video project and like I need a very specific one song. But I never, I've never like downloaded an entire album using YouTube. So the name of that song was "Good Kisser." Yes. How do you feel about? That? Are you a good kisser, Max? Do you feel good about that? I feel good about it. Yeah. Your yeah. skills. Do you have references? Uh, yeah. You can check my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's <laughs> one of the traits that you have there. Yeah. Good kisser. It's right next there, next to Whistler and Beatboxer. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I would assume um, that your employer doesn't give care about your kissing skills and probably is um would prefer do you think they look for people who aren't good kissers people who aren't going to be like making their way around the office like if you're a bad kisser you they're not gonna have to worry about you being like you know hooking up with people who you work with sure yeah i well, don't know that's a weird tangent let's not let's <laughs> like, like i know that like this podcast is built on going on tangents but 
Let's let's not do that one. All right, that's fair. So, all right, well, everyone, maybe you, uh, you want to know, Max uh, apparently is a good kisser, and you, you can talk to him about it. Um, I've been listening to a lot the of... The at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, FYI, Noah. <laughs> I've been listening ah, to... That was a joke we brought back from the last episode. Where it's always coming back around. Listeners just need to listen to the whole thing. Go to episode one. Um, and start from there. If there's anything people who listen to podcasts do, when it's they're start, like, it's start, start from, from the, the beginning. Beginning of, yeah, you know, that's a, you know, we're trying to change things up, change the culture. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Manchester Orchestra. Oh um, yeah, that was that movie starring Casey Affleck. No, um, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, mm-hmm. which Manchester Orchestra presumably did the soundtrack. They did not. They did the soundtrack for the movie. Uh, what oh, was that? Uh, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. I almost watched that last night. Really? Yeah. Dude, we saw that together, yeah. didn't we? It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did the entire soundtrack for that. Which I was, did enjoy that soundtrack. Yeah, it was good. Um, but uh, that I just movie's peculiar. Yeah, dude, but so good. I liked it. <laughs> I really, and I definitely had people who like watched it and were like, "That was the dumbest thing ever." And I was like, "Or <laughs> it's they're definitely like relying on people being like, ha, Harry Potter's dead.'" Like. <laughs> But Spoilers. I thought it was great. I thought it was wonderful. Um, but I went back just because uh, every now and then, you know, you find that album that you used to listen to a lot as a when you were younger, and you go back and revisit it. And so I did. Sure, that with, for uh, me, that's Millennium by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, that's a good one to to check out. Um, but uh, sponsor us. <laughs> I hate Backstreet Boys. You want to send us some money? Um, I only accept AJ McLean money. You don't. Uh, it might be dirty money. You don't. You don't. You don't want money from Brian Latrell? Nope. Or Nick Carter, I would I would accept Kevin Richardson money. What about Howie 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 money? Day Howie no, Day money? No. Is that Howie a, Day is the uh, you and I yeah collide. Yeah, what about nobody Howie? knows uh, Backstreet Boy Howie's last name? Hughes? No, I don't know. <laughs> that can't be it. <laughs> Howie Hughes. Good old good old Howie Hughes. We'll go with that. Literally, uh, that's the only Backstreet Boy whose last name I don't know. Yeah, that's so weird. Anyways, so uh, I've been listening to a lot of Manchester Orchestra's album, Like a Virgin Losing a Child, um, and it it's great. It was, God, it's so good. Um, so here's their song from that called I Can Barely Breathe. When the dark flood came ourselves inside a dirty blanket, citing different opinions on whether we should be. And then the drums come in a little bit later on that one, but that's a that's a pretty great track, and the whole album is pretty awesome. Um, I've seen them a few times live; always put on a great show. Um, they used to tour a lot with Oh Brother Max. I do not care for them, which is really a shame. Yeah, they're, okay so, they're so good. They're fine. But they toured a lot with their brother back in the day. People like what they like. That's true. Some people like Ben Fold. Some people don't. I, it, he's growing on me. That a boy. Yeah, I know that you... Uh, I've never disliked him, um, but we'll talk about it more. I but still do not believe that you're ever going to go out of your way to go listen to Ben Fold's on your own. Uh, don't, he has already found songs that have made ways onto playlists that I have on Spotify. But you're like a playlist whore so like that's not that impressive to me i only have like 30 playlists that is so many playlists <laughs> it's for different moods i know I've got different moods for different things if you have 30 playlists i'm not gonna act like i'm impressed that one of ben folds songs made one of your playlists he's on my he's on my relaxing playlist called yo chill yeah i bet i bet he would be very proud to be on your relaxing playlist that's a good playlist what song made yo chill 
Oh man, I have to go pull it up. I don't know, but so you don't even know. You don't even respect it that much to like know what's on your playlist. The Yo Chill playlist is like two hundred songs long. Yeah, chill. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's called that. Um, a two hundred song playlist that Ben Folds made the list. Wow. Uh, that's you know. I, I think you understand the point I'm trying to make here. I'm just saying that there are songs that are finding their way into the, into my daily life. Your daily life yeah. includes 200 songs of Yo Chill. Yeah, I listen to it every night when oh I go to goodness, sleep. My goodness, how it plays frustra- all night long. Internally frustrated, are you? <laughs> instead of instead of a, like a white noise maker, I put on that playlist. I'm a white noise guy. Yeah. Do you have an app for that? that you I want do. To Recently, however, us. so I'm a guy who hits the snooze button at least once, usually like four or five times. And normally, the app I've been using for white noise, like the alarm will go off. I'll hit snooze, and then the white noise will come back up. Recently, the white noise disappears. Yeah, because probably because it doesn't want you to go back to bed. Like that's the whole point of the alarm, right? So, do you think like the alarm app is now like I don't know circumventing? That's not the word I'm looking. Blocking the white noise song from coming back? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to get in touch. So, do you listen to like waves, or do you listen to like legitimate like white noise, like the standard? I don't know, man. It's a it's an app called Rain Rain. It's a blend of uh, car in the rain, rain on a tent, blizzard wind, and I guess that's All it. at the same time? Yeah. Sweet Wait, Jesus. Wait, you want some of this? Here we go. Eight people just stopped listening to this podcast because they're like, this is not the shit I signed up that for. That is great hashtag content right there. <laughs> Listen to the listen to the white noise that I listen to when I sleep. I bet they didn't stop listening because they like turned it off. They stopped listening because they, they are asleep. dead asleep right <laughs> now. So t- they just and they're out. Our, our voices are also quite like, soothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Me and you just really bring home the the sleepiness of the. Uh, it's a comforting, cozy podcast. Yep. Really, uh, really perfect. For we already told them to get to blanket up. Yeah, so. just get just get by the fire. Are we still in, in the music corner right now? In May. Um, no, we're about to go and we're about to learn about 2010. Oh, great. Which was the year that this album came out, Lonely Avenue. Um, well, I also want you to tell me a little bit about um, Nick Hornby because if we're going to be aware of this, we have to be aware of why the collaboration um, in the year that it was happening in. But first, you know, tell me, 2010, Max, eight years ago, what were you doing? So I guess I'll start with a little introduction to Nick Hornby. Okay, Hornby 101. Hornby 101. Um, and to be honest, I don't know that much about Nick Hornby. The biggest thing that I know about Nick Hornby is he was the writer of High Fidelity. Oh my God, such which, a good movie. Which is your favorite movie? God, of time. so good. Um, and he's he's a British dude. Um, I'm confident that he's also written other things about a boy. That's a Nick Hornby uh-huh, joint, that's right? That's right. So yeah, you got a Fever Pitch was a Nick Hornby movie. Really? Um, not about baseball. He initially wrote it about soccer, oh. uh, but then they remade it into baseball. Jimmy Fallon, shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a boy. Uh, about a boy. We like. We like. Do you like the TV show About a Boy or the movie About a Boy better? Ooh, that's really hard. so. Like, I think I think I like the TV show more. Yeah, but it's hard to beat anything with Hugh Grant. God, he's so damn charming. I know. Um, I think part of it too is that like the bo- the dude from he, About a Boy TV show is like the opposite of charming. Well, no, I like him a lot because he's also one of my other favorite movies. Uh, Fired, Fired up, up. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in that. Um, but uh, 
Hugh Grant is like less charming in that movie. Like he's definitely a real kind of a. What's, yeah. I'm trying to think of a great shithead. He's kind of a shithead. Yeah. Um. And so that's one of his least charming roles. Um. But I I enjoy that movie and it's really about on the I, Hugh Grant scale of charming. I believe the it, bottom grade would be about a boy. Yeah. What would be the top? Like if you were to grant like grant him a lit a. Uh, Randy, uh, Love actually would be up there because he's pretty charming as the prime minister, and he has that whole like speech against uh, the president at the time in that movie, which is was uh, what's his name, uh, Friday Night Lights and uh, Billy, Bad Santa, Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, um, Thornton, and then he like does that like very adorable like dancing around the the prime minister's estate. Yeah, um, I like him in that, but also like Notting Hill, I guess would be up there. Yeah, um, he's just so winning. Yeah, he's good. What's he been up to lately? He, uh, I don't know. The music and lyrics was like, what, probably eight years ago. Yeah, that was a long ago. time ago. He did. That, um, that's now two Drew Barrymore movies we've mentioned. We can keep doing that. Um, we don't have to, though. <laughs> we, we don't have to. Uh, oh, w- weirdly enough, Nick Hornby for a while. Hold on. Oh, uh, never mind. That's I was reading about Fever Pitch again. I thought about, <laughs> I was trying to. I'm pulling up his Wikipedia. I was like, wow, it says it was his girlfriend. No. It's talking about Fever Pitch. Okay. Which uh, was written by Nick Hornby. Which was written by Nick Hornby. Um, um, what else? Go ahead. He's done, He's you know, he worked with Radiohead, I guess. Oh, great. Way to go, Nick Hornby. I don't know. I just, I'm just scanning Wikipedia right now. But yeah, so About a Boy, the TV series, I would pick over the movie um, because I think the kid is more charming in it. Sure. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, what else happened in 2010? 2010 was one of the worst uh, years as a Carolina basketball fan. I feel like we'd never make it through at least one episode without talking Carolina basketball, but that's fine. Like, well, that's pretty much like when I think about years, the first thing that I can like think like just draw from memory is how did Carolina do that year? And 2010 was the year that they lost in the NIT championship game. That's to, pretty to bad. Dayton. Wow. Yeah. That's not a good year at all. Shout out Larry Drew. Shout out Will Graves. <laughs> What were Shout you? Out. What were you doing in 2010? You were in college. Yeah, I was in college. Uh, I guess I was what? What a, a junior? We had just met. Sure. Well, I mean, we met in 2009. Right. So like, you know, six months before. So we were new friends at that point. Work, yeah. Working together. Sure. Um, guys so being just guys being dudes. So that was great. What a what a life changing event. Uh, it led to this podcast, did it not? You could it, argue. You could it, certainly argue that that us meeting led to this podcast. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be wild though? If like, regardless, what what if we hadn't met in two thousand nine? Would this? But still then happen? we still recorded this podcast somehow. Like the Blanchard brothers found us and like paired us together. Yeah. That'd be Shut thanks, thanks Blanchard brothers. They are still trying to come up with a, a nickname for us because uh, whatever reason they think your name is super difficult that people don't get it. Which I think what is does stupid. That mean? They People say that apparently Gong like, That's my name. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, mean you don't get it? I don't know. Talk to them, but they are trying to come up like uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Max was something they threw out, which is more long or longer and dumb. I just they need to really get it together. Max and Sunshine. Like why? Why do we? Or just Max and Sunshine. Sorry, we can't all be the alliterative Blanchard brothers, right? These Jeez. guys that you know are apparently in a Jane Austen novel somewhere. Oh really? That's what that was. Uh, that so- I mean, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> I could see them. Yeah, uh, 2010. I don't know what what was happening in the world in 2010. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't even. I did a poor job of planning for we this. Yeah, Obama was president. We can look back upon that fondly. Yep, uh, for sure. Um, let's see. Maybe not everyone who listens to this would believe that, but 
would believe that Obama was president? Well, no. <laughs> Maybe they don't look back on it as fondly. Okay. But I, I'm with you. We're, we'll be inclusive of people who didn't do not look back upon that fondly. Yeah, we're trying to just... This is a, po- this is a podcast for everyone. Hey, we're you, trying to bridge the gap. You go. You do your thing. You believe your beliefs. Yeah. Be, just be willing to like talk to other people. Uh, Inception came out. Don't care. The Social Network came out. It was fine. That w- uh, Toy Story 3 came out. People like that a lot. Uh, did you not watch that movie and cry? I'm, I am I may have. I, it, like, I don't have any memories of it. Uh, Amy Adams and Leap Year came out. There we go. The, have you, you, You've got my attention when you say Amy Adams. God, that movie's not good. Not as good as Trouble with a Curve, but <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, when in Rome came out with uh, Kristen Bell, I think, right? That yep. sounds right. So, uh, Dear John, Frozen. Ooh. Frozen was 2010? No. That's not real. That's that's incorrect. It no, must be it, a different it's Frozen. It's a different Frozen. So okay. <laughs> I was like, that seems far away. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning nope. Thief. No, I'm out. All those care. movies came out. And then let's let's pull up some uh let's pull up some music. What came out in 2010 that people were listening to? Um Let's fill up the space. Oh, we got a little dead air while Alex looks at the Google. Uh, 2010 was the, I mean, Duke won the championship that year, which was even like, I didn't care for that. That was like that random team that had Brian Zubek and like, as their like starting center, they beat Butler. Gordon Hayward barely missed that shot that would have won it. And then eight years later, he messed up his ankle pretty bad. You got a, you got Kesha animal came out that year. I like Kesha and Kesha is somebody that like has done work with Ben Folds. So that's right. So that's applicable. Vampire Weekends Contra came out that year. Don't care. Uh, you got a little Corinne Bailey Ray. Don't Can't, know much about her. Yeah, she's great. La- Lady Antebellum. Need you to need you now. That was a popular song. Sure was. Um, that was all January releases. I'm just rolling through here trying to see some more. You got some Massive Attack came out. Yes, Air, Odd Blood. That's a good album. Never heard of Marina it. Marina and the Diamonds. She's great. Walking on Sunshine, right? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Who did that song? I don't think it was Marina and the Diamonds. Are you sure? Mm, I don't know. You know music more than I do. That's not true. Two Door Cinema Club had Taurus History come out that year. Portugal, The Man's American Ghetto was a good album. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club's Beat the Devil's Tattoo. That's a great album. Katrina and the Waves. I don't think was walking on sunshine. Four years strong, enemy of the world. That was a great album. Yeah. So okay. there's Serge Tankin from uh from I think we've done enough Gongo Wherever Roots. But that's so much good music. Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. Ah oh, Yeah. That was a good year for albums, man. If you say so. So that was some music that came out then. And Lonely Avenue. And Lonely Avenue, which is what we're about to get to right now. You have Nick Hornby, Ben Folds collabing together. What else could you ever want? I don't know, dude. I love Nick Hornby, and I moderately like Ben Folds right now. So, like, who doesn't, who, you know, moderately like? I have done my job. <laughs> Is that all you were hoping to Stop get? Stop the podcast. We were done. It's it. We're done. We're finished. We're gonna wrap it up. He just said he moderately likes Ben Folds. So we're we're set from here. Yep. All right. So the first song on the album we played a little bit for you earlier. Um, it's called "A Working Day." can do this, really I'm good enough I'm as good as Emma, don't take it from me Ask my friends, ask my sister They all think my stuff is great Up there with any of them
And so we are getting to a point where uh, Ben Folds, my understanding is wanted a little bit of variety and in, in partnership with Nick Hornby. And so the first album, uh, first song on the album is about making sure that it is very clear that Nick Hornby is writing the lyrics. So it talks about the fragile egos of writers and it's kind of like Ben Folds passing the torch over to, to Nick Hornby for an album and oh. letting him write everything. That's interesting. So... Yeah, he but makes it obvious that it's a Nick Hornby written album, and he's just doing the music. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how this album works? That's how it works. That's so Nick Hornby's doing all the lyrics across this entire thing. I'll tell you what, Ben Folds did a great job with the music. Um, like Nick Hornby, you did good too. But like, wow, how do you feel about the song as as an opener? Like, I get the concept, but like overall, I, I will probably argue this might be my least favorite song in the album. I like the song because I think it's just kind of funny. Like he's got his own blog, and using that as the justification for pooping on somebody else's lyrics and words i think like <laughs> that's something that i would do like he's got his you know i made my twitter account all by myself right like and and people would think i'm serious but then i'm, I'm internally i'm just joking like i have over 400 twitter followers do you really oh yeah wow i, I you know is that I because give, of this podcast I give this podcast a lot of credit yeah, you just, uh, our clout score goes through the roof. People jump into here. my DMs every every time one of these. Uh, what was the last DM you got? Ooh, that's a fun game, <laughs> possibly dangerous game. Um, Who's sliding into your DM? No, no, so let's be clear: nobody has ever slid into my DMs. Uh, our buddy Ben Ben T um, sent me a tweet recently because he was excited that a Walk the Moon concert is is, is uh, coming to the Ritz Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, he sent that tweet to me into my direct messages and said, Hey, if you have somehow, if you have extra tickets for this through work, let me know. I never <laughs> responded. I got to <laughs> let him know that I'm not getting Like it was, that's not how that works. My, uh, last tweet sent to me was also from Benny T. <laughs> wow. Um, it was about, uh, it was, a uh, about the bachelor cause we both, we both watched that and it was about Ari breaking up with Becca on the bachelor, um, after he gave her a ring. I want to give myself a pat on the back because my second most recent uh, DM was from Supportive Guy. You can follow from Charlotte, right? You can follow him on Twitter at Supportive Dude. Mm. Uh, he hopped into my DMs <laughs> to let me know that he appreciates me, which is is not is that different than a slide into your DMs? I don't like. I, yeah, I, I always forget the terminology. Is, is it supposed to be slide? So we're gonna. I don't know. We're gonna keep this moving because right now the, our two main focuses of this podcast have been going through your DMs on Twitter and <laughs> listening to the sounds you listen to while sleeping. That can be a podcast for another day. <laughs> so like, that could be a whole separate podcast. Just my DMs and my sleeping habits <laughs> so you get a working Which day very uh intertwined <laughs> I, i'm not the biggest fan of a working day i think it's fine um well, you don't like to work that's not even true i work all the time i'm working that right now that doesn't make you a fan of it i love doing this podcast well, then with you should you. like working day all right anyway so the next song i you just I, don't get it because you're not a blogger i <laughs> We write and work for a blog right now. Yeah, but we're just podcasting. That's what do you think the archive is? Well, you could argue that everything is writing, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the next song is a, is Picture Window. They checked into the hospital New Year's Eve. Nothing to be done about that. Rainbows, daffodils, she's not nice. 
Wow, yeah. it really brought me down there. Yeah, well, I had Thanks, to knock man. off your horse. And I'm going to see if I can continue listening so I can get back to the chorus. Um, uh, but this song is about... It's heartbreaking. It is about them being in the hospital on New Year's Eve and dealing with that and her trying not to get her son's hopes up while everybody else around them is, like, celebrating the new year. Yeah. But here goes the chorus, I think. It's getting there, but... There's this much pain to kill. You know what hope is? Hope is a bastard. Hope is a liar. But she did a tease. Hope comes near you. Kick his backside. Got no place. But yeah, so that is about a mom not wanting to get her son's hopes up on New Year's Eve while all this celebration is going on around them. And she's trying to make sure that, like, she's grounded and staying real in this really tough situation which is that's heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking yeah that's a tough song but uh let's be clear that song is phenomenal oh yeah um oh yeah that it is a beautiful song we've already talked about before in earlier episodes where i love the emotion of like really heart-wrenching stuff in songs and when i feel that it you know you know a song really hits and connects with me that way He's not joking in this one. It really is. He's writing that way, and you feel it every every step of the way. It, it is heart heartbreaking and tough, and it's a knife in the gut. And it is, man, it is pulling all of those feelings out of me from from the beginning to end. How impressive is it that Ben Folds is able to take somebody else's words and create a an atmosphere, an environment of music around it that like makes you feel that way? Oh, uh, dude, I'm I'm blown away. Um, this might it's probably a contender of top one song for him period oh wow like i really enjoyed that song um and it is beautiful so does it make your yo chill playlist no nah, dude like when i want to chill i don't want to be kicked in the gut <laughs> like i want to like fair i want to just chill i'm just relaxing not bawling on the side of a uh, in my room just curled up in the fetal position bawling with a w to be clear but yeah bawling yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that is a fantastic song. Um, let's let's lighten it up. Do you have how do you feel about New Year's in general, Max? Well, what makes you assume that's going to lighten it up? No, I Good just gracious. I assume that you're you're a guy who has a great New Year's. No, that's such a nice assumption. Uh, yeah, I there I have had some good New Year's. Yeah, you do. You, so, like a lot of people think are like, oh, New Year's is always a letdown. It's always disappointing because you want it to be this amazing like kickoff and like new me, new year, new me. No, like, yeah. but it's always a letdown. Uh, there were many years during my childhood where like my family would host like a New Year's party and like all the adults would hang out upstairs and all the kids would hang out downstairs and like play ping pong and video games and whatever. And then for several years, we would go to my friend John's house and have like a sleepover and play Halo all night. And it'd be like four or five of us playing Halo all night. And it was Were you good at Halo? Oh, I was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I was easily the worst. And like, I've never been good at those types of games. Like Call of Duty was never for me. Like video games in general, like I've never been a big video game guy, really. But like it was so much fun just hanging out with my dudes, playing Halo, <laughs> like being dudes, just like shooting the poop, you know, having a good time. <laughs> what about now? As you're older, like do the the New Year's still match up for you? Is that something that like college New Year's were good because like me and a few other buddies would like always go on a road trip of some sort. Like one year we went to Boston, one year we went to the beach, one year we went to Atlanta, one year we went to Charleston. Well, you're a real traveler. I know. What's up with that? I'm not really. 
So those were all good. I, I feel like my more recent New Year's have been pretty chill, just like hanging out of the house, drinking with some friends, having some fun, and like they've been fine. Yeah, I think that like when you kind of your mentality changes on it, that's when they start to get better. If you're looking for like this like extravagant like black tie party where your life is going to change forever, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But now yeah, I've, I've never looked for that. Now I really do enjoy like the just kicking it with friends and ringing in the New Year at your house with a bottle drops and then. You know, going on from there. I hear that. So, Picture Window, amazing song. Sure. Everyone needs to listen to that. Well, you already have. I have. I'm, t- I'm telling everyone else. Listen yeah, but they that. already have. Maybe. You think, like for, you think no, everyone... Like they, list, they got an excerpt. Yeah, they need the whole thing. They need the whole thing. Um, the next song on here, interesting concept, written <laughs> about um, Sarah Palin's pregnant daughter. Bristol. Specifically... About the dude in that relationship. Levi Johnston. Levi Johnston. So this song is Levi Johnston's It's from his perspective. Woke up this morning. What do I see? 3,000 cameras pointed at me. Says you Levi, I'm like, yes, that's me, sir. Well, you just knocked up the VP nominee's daughter. So I tell him no. So you get a whole song about Levi Johnston who knocked up Bristol Palin. Yeah, how fun is that? That is actually, I'm pretty impressed that that was something that like they decided to write about and be like, make a fun song. And it's a good song. Like, it's not a bad song at all. Yeah. It's uh, fun. It's an enjoyable time, and it's, it's a concept song, I guess. <laughs> and I, I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. But if you had to write it, if you had to write a a, a biopic, a bio, biographical song about someone, or like a let's say political scandal, so not maybe a not a, bi- oh, a political scandal. Yeah, let's let's scrap biopic. Let's do political. You know, scandal. biopic is like it's biopic. It's biopic. Biographic, I think, is what you're looking for. Biopic. Okay. So if I had to write about a political scandal and what put would it be, into music yeah, form. Yeah, what would be a fun song? To, I'm not enough into politics that I would be able to come up with an answer really? for that. Really? You strike me as someone who's really paying attention to like. No, I don't. Don't those, be like that. Those. those. Um, how about, I don't know. What hap- What was like, how about a Watergate song? A song about Watergate? Just a Richard Nixon. I th- it has to exist. Are, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's That's a bad there. example. How about a, like a FDR had polio song? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that would be an interesting one for sure. What would the style of that song be? Polka. <laughs> Polioka. <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, that's mean, I think. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, my God. I can't, like, we might have to edit that one out. Nah, dude, we're good. It's oh. been like 60 years. No, I, I want one that's uh, about uh, Dick Cheney shooting someone in the face. Uh, yes. That's what I want. What style would that be? I don't, <laughs> just real rock and roll. It's just real. Yeah. Just you know, rap rock. I wanted a, I want a rap rock song. I want a Limp Bizkit song about Dick Cheney shooting someone. That'd in the be face. good. I'd also accept Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock song. Um, if Lincoln Park was still a thing, a I P- would accept a that. A POD song about Dick Cheney. I don't know what that is. No FX. That, that would. I That's mean, not rap rock. They actually did. I mean, they were very. They had the. They had an album called um, "The War on Errorism." Was no FX. I remember. Um, My cousin really liked that album for some reason. It's a good album. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a strong album. Um, but yeah, Levi Johnson's Blues, enjoyable. Um, 
It was just interesting. It's interesting to pick that subject to write about, and it played out really well. It's fun. So good for them. The next song we have, and I, I will. We'll you know, and to be fair, like we've seen Ben Folds write, like use current events. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, Fred Jones was based on a newspaper clipping. Uh, Cologne. Cologne was the astronaut going to kidnap uh, the woman that her boyfriend was sleeping with. So I guess Nick Hornby took a page out of the Ben Folds playbook so for that one. Let's, let's find some current events and let's write about that. Yeah. What year? That would have been. When did all that go down with Bristol Palin? Because that was. It was I don't the. Know. That would have been 2008, I guess. Yeah. The road right around that same time because, yeah, that was crazy. But, all Wild. right, the next song on there, we have, I'm going to mispronounce the crap out of this. Doc Pomus? Pomus? Sure. Uh, How does he pronounce it in the song? I can't mm-hmm. remember. Does he pronounce it in the song? I don't know, but it's, uh, it's this is uh, a biographical song about this dude, um, guitar player, who actually had the song Lonely Avenue. Ah, there it is. There it is. Hustlers, hard up millionaires. Mobsters, cops, horse pimps, and Marxists. All human life is there. Another strong song. Sure. I dig all that dabbling on the piano, man. He's just so good at that. So talented. He's so good at that. Yeah. He uh, almost. It's just. It's like he does it for a living. I can't do that. <laughs> you can't play piano with those skills. No, like I don't like even like I don't think I have the dexterity. Even if I practiced for like years, I, I just don't think I could get for there. Years, you would you would be able to do I'm that. Just not a very dexterous type of guy. All right, so if you had, well, I mean, all right, I think you could do it. You got the skills. I prefer like. Nah, never mind. All right. Anyways, well, if you had to do a, a write a biography, this is a great a question. Oh, another biography question. Yeah, except this will be not about a political scandal. This will be about you know a person. Who would you write about? Who's someone in your life you would want to write about? A biography of someone in my life that I would want to write about. Or just someone, maybe not even your life, man. Just pick someone. There's going to be a few of these types write of questions. Write a song about? Wait, like, so it would be write a song about? Yeah. Is You're that writing the question? a song that's a biography of someone out there. Someone out there. Um... How about a biography about Jim Tomey, Hall of Fame first baseman with the Cleveland Indians? Is he your favorite baseball player ever? He is. How'd that happen? Uh, I grew up a Cleveland Indians fan, and he hit a lot of home runs for those Cleveland Indians of the late 90s. And he's also just a really good dude. He won the Roberto Clemente Award a couple times. Um, And I just grew up really liking him, and he seems nice. Aw. Yeah, and now he works for MLB Network as an analyst, so he does he does a good job there. And he was recently uh, voted into the Hall of Fame and will be inducted at some point in the future. Nice. Yeah. Gotta love that. I don't know what the song would be like, but he deserves it. A little, just a little guitar, maybe just a little sprinkling of the of the strings on the guitar. Sure, I don't I don't care. Do whatever you want with it. I'm not writing it. You are. I'm not going to write a song. I want to pick a Jim. If you're listening, sorry, I'm not actually going to write a song about you. I want to pick a Mr. Rogers. Oh, that's what I'm going to pick. You know where he's from? Uh, he is from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Latrobe, Pennsylvania, which is also where Arnold Palmer is from. Yes, um, that is where basketball was invented. Nope, that is uh, where the Her- Carolina Hurricanes moved from. Yep, 
It's where the banana split was invented. It is where Tom Gongaware is from. It is where the Pittsburgh Steelers hold their training camp. Um, there's lots of fun Latrobe facts. But I want to do. I want to write a song because I, I've seen the documentary trailer come out recently, and then he's got the new Tom Hanks movie coming out where he, Tom Hanks is playing Fred Fred Rogers, and you are gonna I, you'll be there opening night. Those are two of your favorite things. I feel like. Fred Rogers, Fred and Rod- Tom Hanks. Yeah, well, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Fred Rogers and Tom Hanks. Let's see if I can actually. Maybe I'll actually go to Latrobe, and I don't know if they have a movie theater in Latrobe, but if they do, we can watch that movie. You want to come with me? Yeah, dude, I'm in. All right, let's but I'll go. write it about him. When's that coming out? The Tom Hanks one, I don't even think started filming yet. The documentaries are going to be, I'm sure, on in theaters and on Netflix and all that stuff probably relatively soon. Neat. But it's going to be. He's just a good dude. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. One of the best of all time just of, of people yeah oh for sure for sure so uh, you can ask anybody anyone he's got references he does it's like he had a, a huge following yeah all right the next song on the album um if you notice we've been flying through this one compared to last week's episode i don't i mean we're at 45 minutes are we really yeah holy <laughs> there's no way um the next song on this album is your dogs which you mentioned earlier to me Three consecutive Ben Folds albums that with dogs. Yeah, what's the deal on that? I don't know. We had uh, from Super Sunny Speed Graphic, we had Dog. Right. From Way to Normal, we had Errant Dog. Yep. And now we have Your Dog. Your Dogs. So. Which is. I don't uh, know. What's it mean? Well, let, well, let's listen to it first. So the song itself is about um, this character who is living next to this guy who is not a great neighbor. Oh, um, and he wants to be empathetic and wants to like accept. He he understands that he's different from him and he wants to accept him into the neighborhood and into the culture. But he's also like the dude's kind of accepting weird. people in the neighborhoods. That's a lesson that Mister Rogers taught us. One hundred percent. But. There's also the other balance of, like, he doesn't like the guy, and, like, the guy's super annoying, and his dogs are, like, barking all the time and being punks, and so, like, he wants to be accepting, but at the same time, he's not willing to be that accommodating for this guy and be that inclusive. Wow. What a song. So, leads me to think, are you a good neighbor? Yeah. Are you? Sure. What about, like, you think you're a solid roommate? Do you have any, like, terrible roommate stories or, like... Are you just trying to get me to, like, spit my truth about being your roommate? Well, no, but the fact that you immediately jumped to me as your roommate (laughs) is quite telling. My freshman year of college roommate was not my favorite. What happened there? I mean, he might be listening, so I don't want to be mean. No, but you can... You don't have to be mean, but you can say you're fair to be like, "Uh, this bothered me. This bothered me, and I never actually said anything about it, so it's really my fault. So... Now, I agree with that, but what was it that bothered you? Uh, he often played World of Warcraft like very late into the night as I was trying to sleep. It was, But if he's got like headphones on and like... Yeah, you'd think he would put headphones in. <laughs> you'd think that's what he would do. But that wasn't an option? No. So. And he'd be like chatting with his like, I don't know, online community. Uh, it was... It would be very late at night, and I would be trying to sleep. <laughs> and, and your rain app couldn't drown him yeah. out. <laughs> Just couldn't make it. It's all, fine. All those snow on the tent sounds. Couldn't. Also, he's from the same hometown as Austin Rivers, 
who I discussed in the last podcast. So oh, like, wow. I do not have fond feelings. Fond feelings guy. for Winter Park, Florida. Um, we actually, I got a noise complaint recently from our downstairs neighbor in an apartment because I have a dog, and so anytime we let him out, he like runs around the house because he's getting out of the crate. Um, and the woman below us decided to just rat on us, which was like, "Come talk to me. I'm there. I'm human. I'm empathetic." But I also can't help if my 50-pound dog it needs to, like, run around the house real fast. Like, I can't stop him from doing that. So Sounds like you're about to get into even more trouble then because it doesn't sound like you've created a plan to to fix this issue. No, I'm not going to fix that issue. That's something that you're going to have to deal with. If you don't want to deal with that, don't live in an Sunshine apartment. Sunshine is soon to be homeless, y'all. <laughs> I doubt it. All right, so the next song on here um, was a song written by Nick Hornby about his wife. Oh, uh, and it is called Practical Amanda. Let's hope it's an all, and not like a ooh. It's a really nice love letter to his wife, is what it seems like to me. Sure. Which is just, I and I dig that song. Um, very calming. That would be on my Yocho playlist. I like the idea of a, of a love letter, like receiving one, writing one. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> something that I would do. You would do. Is that one of your love languages? Is like, act, is that a gift? Is that an act of service? What is that? I don't know. Words of affirmation. Yeah, I guess I that's true. Yeah, that's true. So you uh do you have someone do you have a woman in your life that's special that you want letters to or letters from? Not currently, no. Maybe my mom. God, she's I she's I wouldn't list her as someone I would write love letters to. She's wonderful. Stop. She's a wonderful person. I agree, but when it's a love letter from you, it's a little bit weird. She's always so welcoming it's a motherly and love. to me. Yeah, it's yeah. very much so. She's wonderful. Um but that's a yeah, I really dig that song. Um, very calming. Definitely on my Yo Chill playlist. Is that the one that's on your Yo Chill playlist? It will be now. I'll oh, add wow. it. I'll add it this moment. Oh God! Um, Listen live as Alex Sunshine Mayfield adds a song to one of his playlists. Done. It's done. Okay. Yeah, great. Thanks for that. Those that, was, my, that was a really good foley right yeah. there <laughs> for, the, for the placing. Uh, the next song on here is uh, Claire's Ninth. Um, which is another interesting one of those like heartbreaking songs with like a, a poppy ish. She stands and waits and waits at the school gate. They're late. They come so dumb in two cars when they agreed one, and it's gone wrong on her birthday. So yeah, so another one, really poppy, heartbreaking subject matter. This is about a girl who is have, going on her ninth birthday, Claire, um, oh. with with her parents um, that are divorced. And so it's about their birthday, like them taking her out to dinner um, and it being... Together? Yeah, together because it's her birthday. That is um, fun. That was... Uh, that was like, that, has, that is a very Mrs. Doubtfire feel to it. Yeah, but less, you know, Robin Williams-y and just like, ugh. Yeah. What would be a ter- what, what restaurant would be the worst restaurant for that to happen in? To go to dinner with your divorced parents? Yeah, thinking like that this was going to be a great experience for your child, but it's absolutely terrible. Uh, Cheesecake Factory. Che- 
<laughs> what makes you? I don't know. I feel like parents would bicker over that long menu. There's so much there. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Cheesecake Factory. I've really. only been like once or twice, and, and it was just like, meh, it's fine. So like, yeah, that'd be. I think Chuck E. Cheese would be pretty terrible. That wouldn't be great. Dad sitting there like, you used to love this place. Isn't it so fun? And then you have like an animatronic rat like in your face. I like to think of it instead of a ninth birthday. Like I, I like to think of it like as an adult birthday, like your 24th birthday with your divorced <laughs> parents at Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> and dad being like, no, Claire, this is where we used to always go as a family. You'd love it here. That would be pretty bad. I, as you get older. I Here's don't, some more tokens. I, I think that. I can't ever believe that the Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, Cheese was like, good. No, and I can't is it believe not, like, it I is haven't not. had it. No, uh, and I can't believe like you'll go back if you ever see a Chuck E. Cheese. They're all like super run down, and like the game. It's literally like a room that's not very big with like just very standard arcade games. It's, there's nothing like extravagant about any Chuck E. Cheese. I haven't. I mean, I haven't been probably since my like eighth birthday. And then you've got these just terrifying animals like playing instruments on stage every 30 minutes. And it is, it is downright terrifying. That's creative. I don't think it is. So no, Chuck E. Cheese is miserable. When was the last time you were at a Chuck E. Cheese? Like two years ago. Why? A field trip. Okay. I haven't been owning a field trip. Yeah. I haven't been since like it was on the birthday party circuit. When you were rolling through those on a regular basis. Capitol Boulevard, shout out Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it is. Ugh. That is a terrible place. It makes me miss uh, DZ. Did you guys have that? Because I was in Florida. Did DZ get, Comics? Uh, no, Discovery Zone. Oh, we did have one of those. Those like, were those were awesome, except for like syringes and ball pits type of fears. But like, yeah, those had, were much better than Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that was the spot. The, the one in Raleigh closed pretty early in my life. But yeah, I definitely... There was one mid-90s, like mid-90s to like sure. early 2000s. That was the place to go. Oh, yeah. I remember Discovery Zone. There was Albert's Fun Factory. We had one of those. I don't know about that. I think it, it might have been like a one. one just, just a mom and pop shop yeah, version of owl, like But it was Chuck Owl, Cheese. like spelled O-W-L, owl, Albert's Fun Factory over at Pleasant Valley in, uh, in Raleigh. I did a lot of skating rinks for parties. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Skate Town USA or something like that. Mm. That place closed and is now like a storage center. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's really just disappointing. Yeah. I don't think people do like ice skating anymore for just like fun when it's not around the holidays. I feel no. like that's just a weird... Like, I bet no there were still ice skating birthday parties. I, I guess I, we're so flex. far removed from them, so I guess that's probably true. Je- I bet Jelly Bean still does a pretty good living with uh, birthday parties maybe but i don't, I don't know. know that makes me think of like first kid do you remember that movie where like sinbad yeah. was the do and, i remember and they first had, kid that was the one they went skating in that movie right that was a uh, first kid where they went to like the little roller rink and sinbad was in the pizza costume and yeah. it's like thrown over the railing that feels right so i get that like that that kid is the exactly the same kid that was in a like blank check like i don't think they actually were the same kid they but weren't but yeah i get what you're saying but in that point, like, who just wants to, like, man, getting kidnapped at a mall in, in Washington while trying to play virtual reality games? By Lou like, Collins. By Lou no. Collins from Little Big League. Um, man, Lou Collins a, really took a turn for the worse. <laughs> so he, He's uh, such he, a nice guy he in Little Big League. They, what lost, they lost the wild card, and he just Ken was Ken Griffey down. Jr. <laughs> really messed his life up. Um, so the next song we have. Damn you, Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> the next song we have is... Uh, is password, which is what your your opening reading was from, correct? Yes, that was the opening passage and, was from password. And this is about a guy who is suspicious of his girlfriend, right? And so he tries to 
guess get, like guess her password onto her computer and email. Um, and it's a song about that, which is interesting. And then it, he goes on to find out that I believe the way that I'm hearing it and I think looking at the lyrics is that he finds out that she, she wasn't was, in Tulsa. No, she was actually cheating on him. Yeah, because she's kind of a bummer. But she, he thought she was in Tulsa, but she was somewhere else or something like that. So do you do you think I think this th- this album has so many just like fascinating stories, like, concept songs. Mm-hmm, like how about a song about a guy trying to guess his girlfriend's password because he's suspicious? How about a song about what was the other one that I said was a concept song? You have Bristol Palin's, then you have yeah. uh, you Picture, have I mean your dogs is about that. Picture window is that. I mean they're all just like these little short stories. Yeah, um, which you know that's what Nick Hornby is good at is yeah, story writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is an interesting... It's almost like these are just a bunch of like ideas he's had that he didn't turn into whole books. He was just like, I'll just give this to Ben Fold and we'll see what happens. Which is kind of like, do you... So this is... We'll get a little serious. This is Max Dating Advice again coming oh, back geez. at you. Um, is it ever okay for you to check your significant other's email or phone if you are suspicious of them? Like, is there a reason that that's okay? What? No, probably not. I think, like, not if it comes to the point where you're, like, having to try to guess their password. So if you don't need to guess their password, then it's okay for you to (laughs) snoop through the emails? No, that's not okay either. Yeah. I don't know how I need to go. Like, do I need to go into more advice than that? Yeah, why is it not okay, Max? Because that's sneaky. Don't be (laughs) sneaky. You're not Mr. Deeds' butler. (laughs) So you're just not allowed to, like, I, I agree. I think I agree with you. You should probably just talk to someone. Yeah. Um, and if you're really, and if there is so much lack of trust, then like, yeah, probably shouldn't be in that relationship. I, yeah. Trust each other. Yeah. So he, he's in the wrong, even though he found out. You can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. You can't, it's whatever, whatever that song from trust. If you can't be trusted. Yeah. yeah. So even though he was right and she was cheating on him, still not okay. He was still kind of in the wrong. Yeah. And it probably points to some more red flags in that relationship. Sure. I that agree. Seems, that seems right. That I was, do like the song though. That God, it is. <laughs> like we've gone through the this. Song, album. Me liking that song almost makes it seem like it's okay. So we've gone through this album, and a working day was not my favorite. Picture window, really strong. Levi Johnson's blues, really like. Doc Palmas, really like. Your dogs is good. Practical Amanda's beautiful. Claire's ninth is is really solid. And, and password crushing it is good. Yeah, they he, Ben Folds and Nick Hornby are, are a power team right now. Had a boy. They're doing well. Um, and then we have our next song. Which is one I believe one of your favorites because uh, this is this is one of the songs I feel like I heard in your car before we dove into this podcast. This series. is one of my favorite songs in the Binfolds collection. Yeah, so here's from above. They even looked at each other once across the crowded bar. He was with Martha. 
Really rides that tempo. I really dig it. Rides that tempo. Yep. Just really, really. That was actually the alternate name for our podcast. Rides that tempo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but um, nowhere. That song, was it. Song about uh, the, according to the Reddit verse. Ah, the Reddit verse. Oh uh, yeah, that's like a universe, but it's on Reddit. Oh, you can okay. see what I did there. I do. Um, this is about uh, two people who are in marriages. Uh, they're Martha and Tom, and they um, really would have preferred to be with each other, and they're coming to that realization. You should see the uh, the, the hand, hand the hand gestures. <laughs> it's uh, it's PG. I promise. It's they they're coming together, and I'm bringing my hands together in a in a, in a non provocative way. Uh, um, can confirm, that but they wanted to be together, so. <laughs> I just I don't this we should film these more often yeah this would really be a video series um but yeah so lost in the vlogs I I really I dig the song again Uh, I really like this song and I think it's kind of about how fate can act in weird ways and funny ways funny fate funny fate ways you unpack that for me please talk about that a little I just feel like part of the song is about how like these two people who were According to fate, these two people were supposed to be together, but they ended they each ended up with different people, but they were never really unhappy. They just never really got to experience what like the fate version of happiness would have felt like. Yeah. And fate can act in weird ways and like sometimes you have a you you can have a happy life that doesn't necessarily work out cosmically according to how the universe was supposed to make it work out. You know? And it's the the whole idea of like when you make eye contact with somebody and like your heartbeat heartbeats become synchronized, like, wow, that's kind of beautiful, huh? People who really love each other, their heartbeats become synchronized. And obviously like medically that's not real, but like the way your hearts interact with each other, that's, that's nice. If there is a snippet out of this whole series that we should take and just like make sure everyone hears that, that should be it. That was it. That was it. Synchronized heartbeats. Yeah, man. It's like synchronized swimming, but more pretty. Yeah, well, Wait. probably not more. Like hearts are pretty gross. <laughs> like they can be, but uh, synchronized swimming is not that enjoyable to watch, is it? I don't know. Um, so we go from from above into what is another favorite of yeah, yours. Yeah, I thought this was the one you were teasing earlier, but this is your real favorite. I think this is my real favorite. Saskia Hamilton, that one. Yeah. No, so this is Saskia. The, Hamilton. I mean, from above is really good, obviously, because of you know I just gave you a piece of my heart. But this is good too. So Saskia Hamilton, an American poet. I don't. Yeah, sure. Real person. You just you told me that this is actually a real person, which kind of makes the the song lesser to me. I kind of liked the idea of just been of Nick Hornby or whoever's listening to this song, just making just like up someone random, making up. Well, well, just falling in love some with somebody just because of, they liked the sound of their name. Yeah, but it's a real person. So she's a poet. So he, but he also says that in the song. He talks about like her poet or poems and like. Yeah, I thought it was like he was imagining like if somebody's name was Saskia Hamilton, yeah, she would probably be a poet. But 
her passport alone is poetry to me. Yeah, so it's it's more about a song about falling in love with someone you've never really met before. Sure. Or having a crush on someone you've never really met before. I like the idea of falling in love with somebody based on their name alone. Wouldn't that isn't that like kind of cool? It is. Do you have someone that either that you've either fall you have a crush on someone because of their name alone or a crush on someone that like you've never met just because of the content they produce? Was this the episode that we already talked about Amy Adams? We, I think we did talk about Amy Adams. Also, Rachel McAdams. Anybody whose last name is Adams? I don't like Amy Adams. You're wrong. I don't enjoy her. I like Amy Adams. Rachel McAdams I can get on board with, but not. I don't enjoy Amy Adams. You're wrong. I disagree. She's not great. Well, agree to disagree. She was annoying on The Office as like the purse girl. Was it like one episode? She was Come like on. on three episodes. Give her a break. No, I will not. Enchanted? Um, Enchanted's fine. Uh, what else is she in? Uh, Talladega Nights. Leap Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talladega Nights again. She's not. She's not great in that. I still like her. She's in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. But she. she again. Brenda. In that. I think she's. I, I. I like Amy Adams. I know. I disagree. Maybe I like the idea of her more than I actually like her. Now that you're actually naming some of her, her filmography. You like? <laughs> you like the idea? What's the idea of Amy Adams? I don't know. A whimsical girl yeah, i don't think that's that, that does not describe her at all i don't know maybe i've just seen enchanted too many times <laughs> that's how you know man yeah um anybody else anybody else that you find that like based off the content they produce that you're like have like maybe like a little internet or like twitter crush on or something like that yes who you know who is it you know who is it you're just gonna make me like start naming my twitter crushes yeah, for want, like the whole world to hear yeah exactly that's so exactly they, what i want you to uh, do that's like that's really getting in. Like you're making me like we're taking down walls, real man. things that like I don't know if I feel comfortable revealing. All right, well I don't want to make you uncomfortable. It's uh, Charlotte Wilder from SB Nation. You have a, I have an internet have, crush on her. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you're, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. You're not being creepy about it. Like it's not like you know people have crushes on uh, Emma Watson. Yeah, that's, I think it's in the same vein. It's like you see this girl who produces funny stuff on on the internet, and you're like, oh, that's. Like people have like I think of like vine crushes or like oh I definitely had some vine crushes yeah exactly so I think that you're good I mean you're not like being weird about it you're just like no based off the content they produce they seem like yeah. a really cool person I want to get to know them a little bit more sure yeah that'd be nice so you have a crush on but Charlotte like, Wilder sure all right if that's what you want to hear that's what I took away from I'm gonna tweet at her let her know to listen to this episode <sighs> you do what you got to do it's <laughs> fine I don't like I don't like she won't. You you do not know that. Okay. She might already. What if she's one of yeah, our? She's already listening to. She's Lost one of our folds. Hundreds of downloads. She's made it to episode. Hundreds eight. of downloads. Okay. Well, hi Charlotte. <laughs> Tweet at Max Gongor. So, but yeah. So, Wait, so are you going to reveal any of your crushes? I don't have any. I don't believe that <laughs> don't for a second. I, I don't think I do. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh yeah, she's one. But that's like uh, an that's, again, we're talking celebrity crushes right now. Yeah, she's different. wonderful. Like, I feel like are you a saying Charlotte Wilder's not a celebrity? Would you call? I don't think she would call herself a celebrity. That's probably fair. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do celebrities like to call themselves celebrities? Like, certainly some celebrities do, but like, I don't know. Well, I think like what does she have? Like twenty thousand Twitter followers. Like, like Mar- Mary maybe. Elizabeth Winstead. She's not like. Come on, she Amber Stevens West from Greek. She would be on my list. What about the girl from the newsroom who Jim dated for a little bit? Oh, Kellen Coleman. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kellen Coleman is 100% an internet like celebrity crush. There you go. And she's a Tar Heel. Oh, yeah. So, sure. But she went to Carolina? Or she went to a- Carolina. I didn't know that about her. Fam- her family. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I follow her on Instagram and Twitter. She's great. 
Seems like a real wonderful person. That's great. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. That's my Twitter crush. You can tweet at her when this episode airs if you want to, and okay, I'll, I'll tweet at Charlotte for Kellen you. Kellen and Charlotte, watch out. <laughs> the thing about Kellen, though, is her name isn't the name of a city, so that makes her lesser of a person, clearly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I hope she tweets at you. I hope she hears that. I kind of do. I mean, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be too upset if she tweeted back at me, and, like, yeah. she's all right, too. She's great. <laughs> she's wonderful. Um, so What's Sasuke- her name? Lisa? On the, yes, on the uh, on newsroom. Yeah, guys, what a what a great show. That's a great show. Oh my god! If y'all ever do like a newsroom TV arc, that we might need to do that. I would, uh, Noah would love for us to do a, a newsroom TV arc, episode by episode. Yeah, is that how that would work? We, could, I mean, we could probably do it over the course of four episodes or eight episodes or however you'd want to break it down. Oh man, I'm in. We could do Newsroom Minute like they do Star Wars Minute as a podcast. That sounds terrible. And literally, they go through every Star Wars movie. And each episode is about one minute of Star Wars. And uh, they go so like okay. so they I lit- thought you were saying they go through each movie and the, each podcast is one minute long. No, each episode is off of like one minute and they break down that one minute of Star Wars. I'm not in for that. That's too yeah. That's too much. The 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 graphic intro is you, one minute. Like want, it's like forty it's like forty five minutes. Sometime. Oh yeah, no, so there's no way. Da, 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 finally we are on our final da, 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 song da, da, of the album. Da, da, da. That was the newsroom intro music. Oh that, that was. That was good. Uh the final song on the album of Lonely Avenue is Belinda. Belinda. Which is about an aging rock star. Clearly. Um, who his one hit that he is famous for is a song about his ex-girlfriend who he like screwed up the relationship with and the torment that he feels having to like sing that song and relive that so experience like over and over again. At the time of writing the song, they were not like they were still madly in love. I guess so. But now they are no longer in a relationship, but he still has to play this song because it's his big hit. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, I think I did a much better job of explaining that. Fine. Around this time. He has to sing Belinda, Belinda, I love you, don't leave me, I need you. He tried to stop a while back, but what is he without her? A one-hit wonder with no hits is what he is in any way. He always hears Just another great ballad. Yeah, I think I mean that probably hits home with Ben Fold a little bit too. Like, I I bet Brick is not his most favorite song to play, and he's got to play that all yeah. the time. Does he play it every time? I mean, I guess he probably uh, does. Yeah. At this point, I wonder if there's a little bit of, and maybe that's what it was about. But but I wonder if there's a little bit like when you're so far removed from that, like are you able to kind of disconnect emotionally? Yeah. Um, couple episodes uh, ago you talked about the avid brothers and how a vulnerable process of writing that was but because all the vulnerability got put out in the writing process performing it wasn't nearly as painful or draining yeah well i mean we saw that in that documentary how like writing it they were like but then like they i bet they can go perform it like it's like it's fine probably still hits emotionally but uh maybe sometimes harder than others yeah i wonder if there's that That, plays into it if i were to guess what that's like for them i would guess that like it it can range like based on like where they are or like how their day was that they could sing that song and feel no emotion or that there are days where they sing that song and it's like oh man that that was a that was the that was the hard way so that's the whole album we did it we did it lonely avenue 
What where where's it where's it fall for you? How do you feel about it? It's good. It's a good album. Like Nick Hornby, good job, man. Good yeah. folds, good job, man. It is it, it, great job all around. Hear it here. It might be my favorite Ben Folds album. Hear here. Might be. It's up there. It's, it's up. A, it, it is I will give it a Ben Folds five. Oh wow. It'll, that's as high as it goes. That's as high as it goes. But I think in re, if it was a ten point scale it'd be like a, a nine. So it's like a four point five. But it, yeah, I'm gonna give it the full heart. The full Ben Folds five. That's very nice of you. Where where what are you giving it? I, I think this album is so different from like anything else he's done. I feel like just because it's like the collaboration, it's like him. I think the sometimes the closest thing to it, I think, is that William Shatner album that Ben Folds helped produce, um, where it's just like here's somebody else's words that I'm gonna help create the music for. Mm-hmm. Which so it's like I don't I I don't know how much credit or, or like who deserves the most credit for this album. But I don't know what I'm saying right now. Is it ring? I'll as give it Ben Folds credit. I think you were probably a little worried that after hearing this, that I was going to give Nick Hornby all the credit. But yeah, the writing's great. But I think the music really bring elevates the writing from what it was. I think to that this. really speaks to like something that Ben Folds of the present day has found kind of his passion in is kind of like just kind of like creating soundscapes. Not to be like the uh, Gabe, from, Gabe the from the office. office. I create soundscapes. <laughs> Um, but like his work with like symphony orchestras these days, like he's, mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of that type of stuff where he's just like making music and not necessarily worrying about lyrics as much these days. So I, I, I it's a, my ranking is a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. I what give are, it a, I'll give it positive praise. It, what are other writers that you know of that would make interesting albums uh, with Ben Folds, what would be like another fun one? Who would you want to write another collab with Ben Folds and do the lyrics for? I mean, I'm not a big book reader, uh, so I'm not sure I'm the greatest person to answer that question. Uh, like, you probably have a writer that you enjoy or two, uh, you know, someone that you would think would Matt Christopher. <laughs> All right, people in the Matt Christopher community will 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 hear that and laugh. He like writes children's sports books. <laughs> uh, so Shel Silverstein, do you want a Shel Silverstein collab? How about Tom Hanks. Yeah, he can probably Hanks writes. Yeah. I I'm reading a book of his right now. It's a collection of short stories. Like I bet that would be really good. I want a Chuck Polinuck. Ooh. That's yeah. what I want. That, that would Club. be You ever read be, Survivor? That would be weird. I've not read Survivor it's yet. It's good. I read Rant, which is amazing, but it is weird, man. That is that's kind of his uh MO. Yeah, he's strange. Makes me think of uh the Guardians of the Galaxy when Chris Pratt realizes he he's a god, and he goes, "I'm going to make some weird shit." <laughs> like I think that's what I think about with Chuck Palahniuk, huh? All the time. That'd be good. I don't like. I don't really read that much. Like, who else am I reading books by? I, just, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not snuggled up next to you, reading with you. Let's see. That's ooh. What about like a J.K. Rowling Ben Folds collab? like magical album? Well, oh. I think. Like, do you think she writes about like the magic community, or you think it's all sure? That'd, that'd be an be interesting good. concept thing of a brand new story about a completely different character who still lives in the wizarding world, but is like a writes musicals. Yeah, I think that could be fun. Yeah, that could be a good time. I still think that at some point before Ben Folds is done, he's going to write a musical that is like Broadway. Yeah, I think that. I mean, he's worked with Sarah Bareilles before, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and so they were. They were. Uh, guests on the sing-off or whatever that show was with the acapella groups that's right but they, they also judges they also did this uh this uh, hamilton mixtape right no that was regina specter oh he did that with regina specter again yeah. okay when they did dear theodosia yeah i think so 
Oh, well, either way, so like I think that you're seeing people. Broadway is become is opening up more and more. Oh, yeah. More people are into and becoming it. more accessible because the musicals that are getting produced are, are shout out to Hamilton. More. But you got um yeah because you had Sarah Bareilles on there for the waitress and so that brought a lot of people. Jason Mraz was just, just on there. Just waitress, not the waitress. Sorry, waitress. Um, I could totally see Ben Folds having a musical. Um, either well, I wonder if it would be like autobiographical or what it would be. But I don't know. Or do you do a whole mu- a whole musical on Fred? On Fred. Fred Jones, right? I mean, I could see him doing something with that. I could see him do it like Stevens Last Night in Town kind of has musical all, all over it. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. Yeah. I think, I mean, it'd be maybe he does like a Ben Folds, ben Folds the musical and he just like all these characters that he's created in all of these songs, maybe he figures out a way to uh, to make them intertwine. And so it's just one giant connection. One giant inside joke for Ben Folds fans. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, I know all of those people. Yeah. Great. Well, that was what a show, man. This was a good. Uh, yeah. So one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite albums from him. Like I said, up there for number one. And I appreciate you joining me on this journey next week. Um, I don't know. It's. I think it's almost time for us to get into the fourth Ben Folds five album comes out next. I'm pretty certain of. Well, is it? I don't know. It's. Uh, we've got the Sound of the Life of the Mind. That's the Ben Folds five album. We've also got the one that he did with the string quartet or the string sextet or the whatever. So his solo albums you have so there is so there that's what i was that was 2015 okay and then we'll do an episode on the live albums and like kind of eps and like singles and stuff and that'll be like one of the final episodes okay um and then we'll do ben folds five has their 2012 so yeah i think that's the next one on the docket all right um and then we'll do our rankings episode ranking start preparing yourself mentally hate, max you have that. to rank your top 20 Ben Folds 5 songs or Ben Folds songs. Okay. Ooh, what if we did like a draft? Well, I think so. What we'll do is we'll compare our own top 20 list that we create on the side and then based off of where we place them, that's where they'll go on like this top 20 list or this other okay. thing. Does that, does that make sense? That's fine. So I that's, how, draft that, that's cool. how that'll work out. Like with the number one overall pick in the 2018 Ben Folds 5 and solo draft. Alex Sunshine Mayfield selects, and then you just pick like we use start with your favorite songs and then go up to twenty. A twenty round draft would be pretty significant. That would, but that's also like no one does that. Everyone goes to like, what's the number one song going to be? Once you hear the number one song, like why listen to the rest of the episode? You don't ever see like you don't. TRL never went from one to ten. Okay, what are we building suspense for? It'll be like episode eleven. It's gonna be episode if people 11. are there, they're like. They know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone who's still listening. Uh, thanks for everyone who's been listening to the music arc. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, that or helps. Don't. Rating and reviewing, please do, because that helps us care. out, because that allows this podcast to get a little bit more, uh, you know, circle their in- the circle of influence gets bigger. It's a Does little bit it? more reach. Yeah. Okay. Every time you, re- you know, the more reviews and ratings you get, the more people you see it, you know? I don't believe you. Anyways, so thank you, Max Gongaware, for another fun day, another fun time here in the studio. Absolutely. Um, And then thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next time. My outros are the are the worst. You're not great at this. There, if if I am bad at anything, it is definitely outros. Yeah. Okay. So we'll work on it. Well, our outro for the ranking episode is going to be dope because you're going to be so good at it by then. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 